Hi guys, just before we get started with today's episode, two super quick announcements for Dog Guardians. The feature workshop of the week this week is help for dogs that really struggle to settle. So if you have a dog that really finds it hard to settle down of an evening or in certain situations, grab the link in the show notes to check out that workshop. And secondly, quick announcement for dog professionals. If you're a dog pro, make sure you go and check out our sister podcast this week, Training Dogs, Training People and Keeping our SHIT together. We have a really special opportunity and there's only two spaces available for that one. So make sure you go check out that podcast today if you want to find out more. Okay, let's get to the episode. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a lovely summer with your dog wherever you are in the world. Today is going to be a very short and sweet episode and I want to talk about recall consolation prizes. (laughs) Um, So I was out walking with my young dog a couple of weeks ago now and she had scampered off, she was off the lead and she had her nose in a bush and I can tell the difference between I'm sniffing and I'm eating something. <laughs> it's a lot more kind of frenzied, um, forceful head in bush when she's munching on something and it's usually fox poo or something like that. And I kind of waited a couple of seconds because I thought, mm, I probably don't think you're going to come back right now. And then she lifted her head up. So I thought, oh, that's probably my opportunity. And to be fair, her recall's pretty good most, most of the time, I would say. It was not this day. <laughs> so I called her. She didn't come. I waited 10 seconds or so. I was walking towards her at the time. Um, I called her again. She had her back to me. She didn't come. Um, and then just as I was probably, I don't know, about 10, 15 meters away from her, something like that, she did, t- she did come. So she finished doing whatever she was doing. She came running up to me. And I had in my treat bag, I had some sprats, little fish, which are her absolute favourite. I had a toy, um, which she really, really loves. And I also had some kind of boring treats, like I won't name the company, but they're, they're really expensive, but they're really boring, I discovered. I got some for my dogs this week and I was like, yeah, they're quite dry and disinteresting. And of course they'd eat them, they like food, but it's not like, wow, this is the best thing ever. So I gave her one of those. So I said, good girl. And I gave her one of the boring treats and she ate it in like 2.3 seconds and that was that over. It was not a big fun experience. And there was someone walking towards me and he stopped me and he said, oh, shouldn't have given her a treat for that. And I was like, uh-huh. And I, I don't usually engage because I can't be bothered. <laughs> um, he was like, no, oh, if you give her a treat for that, she won't come next time. And this is a really common misconception and it makes sense, right? Because we as people think if we've called the dog once or twice and they haven't come, then if when they do finally come, we reward them for that, are we not then rewarding them ignoring us? That's what we often think is happening. Um, No. (laughs) So if you think about it from the dog's point of view, 
Yes, they haven't been able to respond to you the first couple of times, but actually, if they did come on the third call, or if they did come of their own volition, like my dog did, eventually, actually, rewarding that is a positive thing, because she's still coming back to me, she is still making the choice to come back to me, there's a million other choices she can make in that situation, she could go further into the bush, she could finish doing what she's doing and go to the next bush to see if there's something else to eat in there, she could run towards me and then zip off and go off to another side, she could run really far away from me, there's so many options available to her, what she chose to do was to come and check in with me. So I chose to reward that. Now I didn't reward it with the amazing toy and I didn't reward it with the amazing fish treats because I want to keep them as a super duper amazing reward for when she does a great recall or when she checks in with me of her own choice just because she's trotting along, I don't call her and she's like, oh, let's see what my mum's doing. Absolutely, I would reward that really heavily. However, I still want to reward her coming back to me. Even if I'd called her 15 times, which I probably wouldn't choose to do, I'd just go get her. Because clearly if I'm calling 15 times, there's there's something going wrong here. <laughs> so I wouldn't get to that point. But even if I've called her four times, for example, in an emergency situation, if she came on that fourth time, I would reward that with a consolation prize. So just a reward that's not quite as good as it would normally be. Because normally I'll give them like one, two, three, four treats. We'll run in a circle, race up and down. We'll make a massive deal because she's a baby and she's learning. And actually, I do this with my older dogs as well. <laughs> I want them to, to know that coming back to me is always a positive thing. So certainly I would never let my dog know that I was annoyed that they'd come back because they don't understand the difference between mum's annoyed because I've come back late or mum's annoyed because I've come back. So if my dog comes on the third call or comes of her own choice after ignoring me a couple of times like she did in this situation and I say that was really naughty Strudel she's going to be like oh well uh but I came back I don't really understand um okay and that makes her feel a little bit uncertain and so maybe next time she's not going to come back so quickly <laughs> um other things I see people do are kind of a big sigh like <sighs> at their dog dogs are very sensitive to that they pick up on what that means um pushing the dog away not offering any kind of nice greeting telling them off shouting at them all kinds of things and obviously more extreme from there that's not going to help you in the long run <laughs> so my best advice if you have a dog that ignores you a couple of times, first off, why? What's going on? What is it in the environment that is making them ignore you? Is it something nice and exciting and fun? Is it something scary and worrisome? Is it just that you haven't had enough practice of recall yet? Is it that you're in a new area where they've never practiced this before? Are you working with a teenage dog like I was who could be responding beautifully and then they have a teenage brain mo moment and they're like, I don't even know what my name is. I've never heard it before in my life. Who is this mad woman screaming at me in the distance? This means nothing to me. So there's lots and lots of reasons why your dog may not be able to hear you or to listen to you. Um, and I think when we take it personally, that's when some of our frustration comes out and that's ultimately not going to help your relationship. So... If you haven't already, consider adding a consolation prize in for those moments where your dog maybe doesn't come straight away, but does come eventually. And then take a step back outside of that situation and think, right, what do I need to work on now so that next time, hopefully, 
we get a quicker response or an immediate response in an ideal world. All right, guys, hope that was helpful. Chat to you soon. Bye.